Good evening, everyone, uh, and welcome to Prospects After Dark on a Sunday night. Uh, Cornel Ingus is in here. Uh, welcome to Prospects After Dark on a Sunday night. Look, the Cardinals just dropped uh, a very important game in the NLDS. Everyone's losing their minds. Our pets' heads are falling off. And uh, boy, I just wanted to sit here and have a nice conversation and try to make some sense out of what we saw today and what this series looks like for the St. Louis Cardinals moving forward uh, against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, it was brutal tonight. It was brutal in a lot of different ways. Uh, the most brutal part of the afternoon, uh, the evening, is because Adam comes because Adam Wainwright pitched so well. I missed the first four innings because of kickball. I didn't get to see those. Uh, but to be where we're at after that amazing performance by Adam Wainwright is really the, the toughest thing. So uh, a Christian says, greetings from California. Hello, Christian. Thank you for being involved in Prospects After Dark from California. We love you, Christian. You're a good man. Uh, Burner Down says Colonel Angus. Now we're talking. So sad. My Wayno jersey weighs on me. Uh, I miss having a closer. Yeah, you know, again, so we're going to probably get into all that. You, you know, there's a lot of questions that need to be had about how the bullpen is being used. Uh, Andrew Miller got a key out, but I think we were all nervous about Andrew Miller coming in when Andrew Miller came in. Bringing in Andrew Miller with the bases loaded in the eighth inning, you know, the ends justify the means kind of thing where we look back and maybe, maybe we see that Keeping Adam Wainwright in the eighth was not the right move, even though it worked out. Not having Giovanni Gallegos ready to go in the ninth is probably a bad move, even though you had him up and ready in the eighth. Uh, there are a lot of questionable decisions to be made that were made. And on top of that, some of the comments coming from Mr. Schilt's post-game presser are even more uh, heart-wrenching. They're even tougher to deal with than, than usual. So we'll get into all that. Uh, as always, we'll try to do it in the rapid-fire way that we ever do. Uh, Isaac Hopper says... Whoever sold advertising rights in Freeze Land deserves to blame for the loss. I agree. TBS should go to prison for that. Uh, I'm so sad from Austin Stone. I am too. But remember, the series isn't over. I know it feels like it's over, but the Cardinals still have one and potentially two games to win the series. Dakota Hudson's had a great season. He's had a little bit of rest. He has a command issue. We'll see how long he lasts. We'll see how aggressive Mike Schilt is. He's going to have to be as aggressive as he's ever been as a manager tomorrow. Uh, and we're just going to have to buckle up and wait and see. At least we get one more day of baseball. A uh, high friend, GAJ13. Maybe we're just not good enough from B underscore Rick4. Yeah, there's always that chance, you know. Uh, the Cardinals beat up on a lot of bad teams down the stretch, and maybe we're seeing, you know, this roster maybe doesn't have it against some supremely talented teams. What I know is they had them on the ropes. Granted, they didn't have a lot of runs, and uh, they were hanging tight until the end there. Uh, Quinn says, I still have to drive three hours tonight. That's the part that really pisses me off. Yeah, that's frustrating, Quinn. I'm sorry, but be safe, bud. Uh, Sam Smitty says, offense needs a huge kick in the ass. Yeah, you know, the thing is, like, they start getting... First off, let's let's analyze that ninth inning, right? So, uh, uh, Paul Goldschmidt gets a nice little hit down the right field line. Pretty okay. And then Marcelo Zuna strikes out on a pitch that's on the inside half of the plate. I get why it's called a strike. It's a ball, of course. Uh, and then they can't maneuver their way out of it after that. This offense has fight. This is a fighting team. I'm not as optimistic. Look, I, I tweeted out a little while ago that tomorrow's going to be a great game. Uh, uh, today was brutal, and I wouldn't... This team is resilient. They are. Coming from a baseball fan, I say tomorrow's going to be a great game. I think you're talking, it might be a 2-1 game. It might be a 3-1 game. It might be a 10-9 game. I think you're in store for a good game tomorrow if you can put your brooding interest aside uh, because I, I just think I think this is a team that will fight and fight and fight, and even if they lose, they're going to go down fighting. Uh, I, I almost expect them to play better today than they or tomorrow than they did today and Friday. Uh, baseball is back. Used to be fly the L, and we have Goldie and Miller. Oof. Yeah, tough times. Uh, Napperelli says, Shield past the seventh inning was awful. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he made a lot of bad decisions. You know, even sending Bader, if it was his decision to send Bader, uh, that was a terrible call in my opinion, too. 
Uh, ben Mazar says, Schultz stands behind decision to face Swanson instead of McCann. I don't get it. Yeah, you know, I will say that, you know, Brian McCann is a, uh, I don't know. I'm frustrated by it. Look, here's let me, let me tell you what I'm trying to do right now as I stutter and stammer and make an ass out of myself. I'm trying to be as reasonable as much of the devil advocate as possible. I would have, I would not have walked Brian McCann. And it has very little to do with his ability to hit. And maybe a little bit more to do with the fact that you're putting and a very important run on the bases, right? The winning run on the bases, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's tough. It's a lot of bad decisions just to get the lefty-righty matchup. You know, just to get the right, your right matchup. Uh, handedness matchup, too, which has proven that maybe... To be a little overblown. Uh, Jack in a bunch of numbers says, Kyle, what's up, Jack? I know, a sad day. Uh, Jared says, greetings from a parking garage at Bush Stadium. My voice is gone and I am disappointed. Well, first off, thank you so much for vo like vocalizing your support for the St. Louis Cardinals. Thank you for being at Bush Stadium and in St. Louis. I don't know if that's where you live, but good for you for being at the game. Way to lose your voice in honor of the Cardinals, even when it wasn't good. Uh... Uh, but, yes, I understand I'm disappointed too. I'm trying to stay as optimistic about the future while being reverential towards what happened today and in the past. Uh, but thank you. Uh, Dawson McBride says, should have traded Carlos when he had value. Look, Carlos Martinez still has value. He still has a cheap contract. Uh, I would argue that him as a closer probably doesn't have as much value. But some team will still view him as a starter if the Cardinals decide to trade for him. And if not, the Cardinals will view him as a starter moving forward. Uh, Ronnie Belliard is the only person that can save the Cardinals now. Yeah, Ronnie Belliard and Daniel Descalso. Uh, if you can have Alan Craig replace Matt Holliday in left field and Daniel Descalso uh, replace Raphael for Carl at short, I think the Cardinals are in good shape. Uh, Stats STL says, Kyle, Kyle here trying to save my heart and make me feel better today. Love you, Kyle. Look, again, let's be realistic about how miserable and how shitty this game was. Be realistic about all that. You know, if you want to go back to Friday, Friday was a pretty shitty day, too. Uh, but let's be optimistic. Let's also be kind of realistic about what this Cardinals team is. They've had offensive struggles, and then sometimes they just blow up, especially when their back's against the wall. Do, do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't think it's going to happen, but there's a chance. Let's not be all burn it down just yet. You know, we're two games removed from everyone talking about Mike Schilt being a tactical genius, and now people want him fired. Realistically, he's somewhere in between. He couldn't have done any worse today than he than you could have imagined, especially after the seventh inning, as it was brought up a little while ago. Uh, so, you know, we'll take it for what it is. He's had some good moments, and he's had some terrible moments. Uh, if I was a GM, I would have cut Bader already from debt. K. Diddy, you guys know how I feel about that. I'm not trying to pile on Harrison Bader, who made a bad mistake. And again, that might not even necessarily be his mistake. It might be the mistake of the coaching staff sending him. Uh, but you guys know where I stand on that. I would have Randy Rosarena in center. I probably would have Tyler O'Neill in center ahead of him. I'd maybe put a, someone in the corner and have Dexter Fowler playing center. I, I, I said it as a stand back and watch it burn moment. I don't mean this to pile on Harrison Bader, but I do think there are at least two, potentially three, depending on how one person's wrist is, and one non-40 member uh, that could be more capable all around than Harrison Bader. But his defense is incredible, and aside from today, his base running is usually pretty amazing too. Uh, should have kept him as a closer. Not fair to a guy who's the team's best starter the last four years. Uh, yes, Carlos sucked, but this is on the offense. They screwed Jack on Friday and screwed Wayno today. Absolutely. Now, that's not to diminish that Mike Fultonavich, uh, Fultonwick, and uh, Soroka are amazing pitchers. Like, you're right, it's on them, but these, this is how playoff baseball should be. Like, this is how it always was. We see a lot of, like, big run games. But you're going up against some pretty talented pitchers. And yes, the offense needs to perform. Getting four hits is not enough. A, a, a sagging is terrible. Not being good is terrible. You need to be at your best in the playoffs. But don't take away from the fact that uh, 
those are two really good pitchers that the Cardinals ran into. And even Keuchel on Thursday, like, the Braves have a good starting staff. Uh, they got to Melanson on Thursday, and they haven't been able to get to him since. Uh, they need to find some type of, of avenue in. Tomorrow, uh, I know that they'll, they, it's been rumored that they might go to Keuchel. They might go to Fultonavich. Um, more than likely, it's Tehran to get the start. It's a tough pitching staff, but you got to get runs and you got to get runs early. The one thing that the Cardinals did really well in September and August when they were winning winning games is they got runs early. Get on the board early, get out in front, and take it from there. I uh, can't wait for Hudson to go eight perfect innings and give up zero runs from the offense. I like it. Uh, Mike Matheny lurking in here, laughing his ass off. Yeah, probably. Our offense is garbage. It definitely looked like garbage uh, these last couple days, but seemed pretty uh, on Friday and Sunday rather, but seemed pretty lively on Thursday, at least towards the end of the game. O2 to Duvall, expand, go even further out of the strike zone. I agree with that. That's a great point. Uh, Michaelis and Flaherty need to be in the bullpen tomorrow from March 8, and I think that's a very important note to take. Uh, you cannot be afraid to use Miles Michaelis tomorrow. Like, yeah, if, if Hudson is in any bad shape, you go to Michaelis. And if Michaelis gets into it, then you have to go to Flaherty. Uh, maybe you hold Flaherty off. Maybe you go Gallegos early. Maybe you go Helsley early. Uh, maybe wait to use Flaherty. But definitely, you need to have Michaelis ready to go, no doubt about it. Uh, bad loss. Love you, Kyle. We still need to hit from Jimmy7633. Yeah, I agree. And again, I'm not trying to like... I'm not trying to take away from any of like the offensive struggles. The offensive struggles are bad. It's terrible. It needs to get better. They need somebody to be a spark plug. One of the guys that I thought was going to have a really good series after getting a little bit of rest was Paul DeYoung. And Paul DeYoung's been terrible at the plate in every aspect. I love Paul DeYoung. I'm not one of these maniacs who says throw him to the wind. Uh, you have to be patient with that. Paul DeYoung's capable of doing... Uh, uh, Paul DeYoung's capable of doing some damage in one at bat. So, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people say put Edmund at short tomorrow. Remember, Tommy Edmund hasn't played hardly any shortstop, if any at all, in the major leagues. I think putting him in tomorrow in a playoff game is a little tough situation for him. Run DeYoung out there, see what you can get. Maybe he provides a spark, gets hot. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll let him as a starter. My favorite bald-headed man on Cards Twitter. That's right, Grammy. I love you, bud. Uh, Nick H2018 says, what is wrong with the young right now? He's been bad for about four months. Now, I don't know. I saw somebody, I think it was Ryan Shule, our good friend Ryan Shule, say he's been bad since May. I don't, honestly, I thought that he's had some better moments than just that since May. Uh, he's played an awful lot. He's played more baseball this year than he's ever played. They have him playing every day. Uh, sure, he got out some rest, and I thought that that would do him really well, but it didn't. Uh, baseball's tough when you're playing in when you're playing every day and you're not getting rest and here you are in October and you're on fumes and maybe that's it. Then again, maybe he's just swinging at everything. It doesn't seem like he's being aggressive early in counts, getting pitches that he can do something with and he's hitting in a defensive manner and striking out and popping shit up a lot. Uh, Quinn says, thanks man, I want to sleep but I'm going to... Re- uh, I'm going to be replaying the ninth in my head all night. Yeah, you're not going to sleep for a couple days. Uh, Mark Hayden says, Schilt the bed. That's a fun one. Ben Mazzara says, Reporters throwing analytics at Schilt and Presser, and he was very defensive of Martinez. Yeah, look, Mike Schilt is defensive of his players. It's not uh, un-Matheny-esque. It's not un-any-players-manager-esque. I know we're throwing the Matheny thing in there. Uh, but that's just what he does. Like, he protects his players. Uh, you know, the one thing in that Presser that really upset me is, you know, we talk a lot about numbers and using analytics. And uh, Mike Schilt was supposed to do that better than Mike, Th- Mike Matheny. And when you hear him talk about going out to the pitcher's mound and making a decision based on, like, feel uh, on who they're going to pitch to and who they're going to walk, that's bad. That's bad. We're beyond that in baseball. We're beyond that. Uh, you need to go with the numbers sometimes. And, I, look, I'm not trying to diminish the, like, the, the get the feel for it side. Baseball is a feel game, so it is important. But you've got to be smarter uh, in a situation where you're in the eighth inning and the game is on the line.
Uh, Dawson McBride says, if Dakota Hudson has the same command he's had the past two games he's pitched, then the series is over. Yeah, but he hasn't let up a lot of runs. No, he let up a lot of runs early in that first start against the Cubs for sure. If he's not letting up runs, you're right. But you're right, his command needs to get better. Uh, if they lose out the series, is the front office still going to sell this season as a success? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Maggie. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, of course it was a success. Their goal was to get back to the playoffs, and they got back to the playoffs, and they won the NL Central. Uh, and they their goal was to win the NL Central. So they will sell it as a, as a success. And I think that we would actually have to buy it as a success, too. Uh, not the success that we were hoping for, but a success nonetheless. I still love Martinez, but he has no place in the ninth inning from uh, underscore white boy. I agree. I always have been a proponent of having Carlos Martinez in the starting rotation. I think it's the best thing for him. I think it's the best thing for the Cardinals. I will say that both performance-wise and attitude-wise, this has been the worst three-game stretch in Carlos Martinez's career. And uh, it's a bummer. It's a real big bummer because I like the kid a lot. I've always been defensive of him uh, and an adamant defender of him and supporter of him. And to see him kind of lose his mind with Acuna is a weird, weird thing for me. Uh, why C-Mart? After that night in Atlanta, I don't go with him to close until he pitches better. Yeah, I saw some moron on Twitter a second ago, and I don't mean to be, like, name-calling, but I saw some crazy person on Twitter say something like, you go with Carlos Martinez again tomorrow because the chances of him messing up three days in a row are slim. No, you don't. Look, that's got to be Giovanni Gallegos' role unless you need him in the third inning or the fourth inning to put out a fire. Uh, uh, you have to be aggressive deploying your pitchers tomorrow, and that changes it. But look, I, it's not even a matter of like going to Carlos Martinez. I'm fine with them going to Carlos Martinez in the ninth. What I'm not fine is having a backup options ready to go. Uh, it's like everything worked out, uh, uh, trusting his instincts going with Wayno, uh, as Wayno gutted out that eighth inning, uh, getting it to Miller in the eighth. And, he, and Mr. Schilt just decided to stick with his gut. Mark Chayton says, Braves win by 7-1 tomorrow. It could very well happen. Uh, Cards Bruss says, no matter what, one run is not enough. Well, not no matter what, but 99% of the time it's not enough. You're right. Uh, Bama fan says, go Braves. Hey, if the, I'm impressed by the Braves. I like the Braves team. I like their roster. I like their talent. Uh, I, if I wasn't a Cardinal fan, I'd probably be rooting for the Braves. Fowler and DeYoung are absolute brutal with the bat. Look, it's not just Fowler and DeYoung like... Ozuna's taken some terrible at-bats except for Friday night. They've taken some bad at-bats against good pitching. Uh, let's keep that in mind. But, yeah, look, things are brutal right now for the St. Louis Cardinals. This is It's a tough game. Their backs are against the wall. They're at the edge of elimination. And uh, we're going to hope for the best tomorrow afternoon. Quinn says, anyways, i got to start driving now so I can't stay. Try to have a good night. You too, Quinn. Be safe, bud. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I think the Cards win tomorrow. If that happens, does the offense show up for Jack in Game 1? Uh, again, you know, more than likely the Braves would start Keuchel in Game 1, and they'd have Fultonevich ready to go pretty quick. If they don't use Fultonevich tomorrow, they might even have Fultonevich ready to go for Game 4 and Game 5 if it happens. I think it's a tough assignment one way or the other. Uh, does it go quiet? Uh, potentially. It's quiet right now. The way that they've taken at bats, it'd be hard to argue one way or the other, that they'd be, it would be hard to argue that they'd be able to come out of it, uh, but we just have to wait and see. Look, I'm not in the predicting playoff business. Uh, I, I can't imagine uh, having like a really strong feel on what's going to happen one way or the other. Uh, my, you know, my emotions are telling me that the Cardinals are going to lay an egg tomorrow, but that's because they played like shit today and played like shit on Friday too. But I'm not going to cave into that. I'm going to try to be realistic and say this team plays well with their back against the wall, and we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. 
Uh, cried a little watching Wayno walk to the dugout after being pulled from 901 Cardinals. Awesome scene by Adam Wainwright. Gutsy performance by Adam Wainwright. Uh, it instantly becomes one of your favorite Adam Wainwright moments in your entire life. It's so cool. Uh, I imagine that's not the last we're seeing of Adam Wainwright. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, it's you know, something I've been vocal about, but again, we're just going to have to wait and see. Cuddy61 says, why do people pile on Bader when Dexter is batting under 100 in his last six? Again, uh, so let me say this. I'm one to get on Harrison Bader, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Dexter Fowler has been terrible, uh, probably needs a respite, probably needs some relief. The Cardinals have five outfielders on the postseason roster. There's a way to make it happen. They're not going to do it, which is a bummer, but you're right. The question for me isn't why are, why are they piling on Harrison Bader and not Fowler. It's why aren't we piling on both? And I'm responsible for some of that myself. And uh, I'll do a better job of calling trash trash when it's trash. Uh, right now, Dexter Fowler's trash. He's taking trash at bats. Uh, Bader's taking trash at bats. Uh, you know, the one thing about Fowler is Fowler's getting on base a little bit here and there as compared to Bader, and that kind of changes the dynamic too. Uh, it's it's just bad right now. It's super bad. And we're all looking to blame someone when it's just the team. Eric Thomas says, Cardinals are 2019 National League Central Champs. There you go. I miss Tony, La Tony LaRusso. That's all. Me too. I love that TLR. Uh, St. Louis Sports says, what's wrong with C-Mart? Uh, Man says, what's up, Kyle? You know, Ryan, I'm not sure what's up with C-Mart. I just think, you know, we were just talking about in the group chat a second ago. It seems like he's just leaving too much stuff right over the middle of the plate and it's getting hit. And he's doing this other thing with two strikes where he's throwing that slider way off, like not even close to the plate, way off of the plate in the left-handed batter's box against right-handed hitters. And you're not going to get much of a swing and miss. You're not going to get much from hitters in that circumstance. Seems like he's throwing too many pitches, overthrowing his pitches sometimes, bad location and throwing it over the middle, and that's the difference to me. Uh, real fast, I have some tequila drink in here. It's a hot tequila drink. Uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals making a series out of it. Oh, God. It's like hot buttered rum, but with tequila. Uh, six runs in two and a third inning. Seamart's not good. He's been terrible. You're right. Seamart is a starting pitcher. I agree, Colonel Lingus. Uh, 901 Cardinals, last two games, going to give Gibson nightmares. There's a lot of things that would give Bob Gibson nightmares for sure. But remember, you'd probably say, hey, Flaherty pitched great, uh, and so did Wayno. Uh, I would imagine you focus on that. I would imagine it's Dennis, Dennis Eckersley who's having nightmares about these last two games. Uh, needed to throw his slider like a football. Uh, really hated Carlos throwing at Acuna. Bad look. Yeah, uh, 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 Logan, I agree with you. Uh, we were just saying it a second ago. Uh, again, I am a huge Carlos Martinez fan. I love him. I think he's a great pitcher. I think he's a really good starting pitcher. But these last three games have been ex they've been bad for him. He's been bad performance-wise and bad emotionally. Uh, I don't view him as a head case that everyone else does. I could be wrong in that assessment. I just don't like calling someone a head case. Uh, uh, but... I think he's a starting pitcher, and these last three days have been terrible. They're, they're terrible for his perception of the type of person he is. He's not doing himself any favors. Uh, Soroka is a beast. If anyone is going to shut us down, I would have guessed it was him. Yeah, and he's been a beast on the road, too, right? The, those numbers prove that this was a tough assignment. Mark Trayton says, Martinez always sucked in the first inning as a starter, so why would you make him the closer? That's a really good point. Yeah, he always had that preparedness issue. But, you know, last year he was really good as, as a reliever in any circumstance, so uh, it beats me. Uh, welcome, Dominic RD4K. It's our first day. Welcome, Dominic. Uh, C. Janine88 says, Shield threw Carlos under the bus. He wasn't defending him. Oh, really? I had no idea. See, to me, it sounded like uh, he said that he would go with him again tomorrow if the situation called for it. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Hunter Dowdy says, Class tomorrow is going to be depressing. Yeah, class is going to be depressing. 
Uh, hopefully the Cardinals get us out of our depression by about by 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Colonel Inga says, why no night game for cards? Well, there's two reasons for that. One is because there are games on the East Coast and games on the West Coast. And those get, tele- like the Yankees get television priority. The Dodgers get television priority. And the other aspect of that is you don't get, you won't get like a ratings knockoff, uh, a ratings drop by putting the Cardinals at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Uh, because their audience travels really well. So that's the two reasons why. Uh, Colonel Linga says, this was the only game I've been able to watch because of work. Yeah, it's shitty. Trust me. Same thing with me. Same thing with me. Uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, same thing with me. I took some time off, uh, work these last couple days on Thursday and Friday so I could get to the, uh, I could watch the game. Sorry. Sam Smith says, do you think that it's got in Carlos's head when Mike told him to walk McCann? It might have. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, God, 207 tomorrow is such a bullshit time. It, it could have, but look. Carlos didn't really have it. And plus, all he had to do was put four fingers up. That's all he had to do was put four fingers up. He didn't have to throw it. So if it got into his head, uh, that's that's bad. Hey, bad. This team could use a Harper. Yeah, this team could just use an offensive spark. You know, through August and September, that offensive spark was Tommy Edmund. And Tommy Edmund hasn't necessarily hit the ball. Uh, you know, other than Thursday night. And again, we're talking about a small sample of three games. So it's hard to judge based on that. Just that in, in the recent, the last two games have been terrible. Matt Gipp says, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I think if the Cardinals win tomorrow, they win the series. Yeah, and that's kind of the advantage about having Jack Flaherty in your starting rotation is if you make it out tomorrow, uh, out of St. Louis tomorrow with the win, then you still feel good going into Atlanta with Jack Flaherty as your starting pitcher going up against Keichel or Fultonevich or whoever it is. Uh, You take that matchup a thousand times. At least they have that. That's a positive. Uh, I was perfectly fine with the top of the eighth inning. Everything went downhill fast in the ninth. Yeah, intern Maddie, our good friend, intern Maddie. I, uh, you know, <sighs> the eighth inning was tough for me because I would have. You had a bunch of people warming up. You had Gallegos warming up, and you had Miller warming up, and it seemed like Wayno was losing it. it. It got a runner on, and then that second runner, I would have been a little bit more aggressive. I never would have let that third runner get on if I had Gallegos warming up. Uh, Drake Mann says, I'm actually excited for Dakota, a sinker baller, to a home run hitting team. Got to be a lot of pop-outs. Yeah, you know, and uh, one thing that the broadcast was pretty vocal about saying today is that when the, the air was made the ball die at Bush Stadium. We'll probably see that again tomorrow, I would assume. Uh, that bodes well for Dakota Hudson. Look, all Dakota Hudson has to do is throw strikes tomorrow. Easier said than done. When when we say generic comments like that, we make it sound super easy. It's not super easy. Uh, Jared Baird, who just hit me up on Twitter, asks, did Carlos really throw at Acuna in the ninth? If so, he put his own feelings in front of the entire franchise. He can't be trusted, a veteran player. Look, I don't know if he did it on purpose. I know he jawed at Acuna. I know uh, Yachty got between the two. It was a 3-2 count. To go up and in on him seems counter to the point. I don't know for sure. Uh and you make a point that I would have trouble arguing against if, uh, if that was the case. Ozuna got rung up on some poo. That was a tough, a tough inside pitch. I am a fan of a bigger strike zone and being uh, a defensive hitter with two strikes, but that was a ball. Uh, it was kind of on the black. The television uh, was a little bit different than what it looked like on game day. It was a close pitch. Uh, it was a ball, and but maybe you should have swung at it, but it was a ball. Ethan Klusner says, would a good postseason raise Ozuna's asking price? Yeah, we've seen that in the past. Uh, we saw it with uh, uh, the pitcher for the Red Sox, uh, whose name I can't remember, who got a contract similar to Miles Michaelis. 
Uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, a good postseason would definitely raise his price. A, a good primetime showing raises everyone's price. Martin says, from DeWitt's standpoint, he is happy he got more revenue from two home games. There's probably some truth there. I think he'd like to have more, though. Uh, not if it's only four games. Uh, Dad K. Diddy says, win or lose, I'm still planning to pound a few stepdads tomorrow post-game. Yeah, let's bang out some stepdads tomorrow. Uh, tequila hot drink to banging out stepdads. Amazing game by Wayno. Yeah, uh, I'm going to raise my Oktoberfest. I'm drinking multiple alcoholic beverages to Adam Wainwright. If that is the last start at Bush Stadium, which I don't believe it is, even if it happens in 2020, as opposed to 2019 playoffs, uh, to Adam Wainwright. Thank you for everything. Uh, for all of these years, thank you for this amazing performance today. Thank you for giving us something positive to go to bed thinking about tonight. Love that, Adam Wainwright. Sam Smith says... Uh, he's missing location and counts where he had to throw a strike. There's a lot to that, too. Good point. Uh, we're talking about Carlos Martinez there. Uh, one Cardinal says what, we've got Hudson and Flaherty going in these next two games. We got it, baby. Look, again, I think that there's a coin flip decision to be made about who's better, Michaelis or Hudson right now. Uh, but in my opinion, I would take Hudson. And again, if you're going to die, uh, if you're going to lose a series, at least you have what is more than likely your two best pitchers pitching in that series. <sighs> DeYoung is our 2019 Pete Cosmo right now. Hope he finds it soon. Well, I would argue that uh, uh, if he was a 2019 Pete Cosmo, he'd have a magical hit that would propel the Cardinals to the NLCS or, uh, you know, the next the next series, as it were. Uh, but, yeah, it's bad right now. He's not hitting. Uh, he's playing a good defense. Other than that, well, man, I don't even know if he's playing a good defense. Like, I think about that play where that ball took that crazy bounce and hit... Edmund at third in the chest, and then he throws the ball to Colton Wong, and that was a whole weird play. Yeah, things aren't good for Paul DeYoung right now. It's a bummer. He's a better player than what he's showing, and it's a, it's just a bummer. Uh, Mark Trayton says, if we let Ozuna walk, but Bader start in center next year, Mo needs to be fired. Pardon me. Now, the only thing I'll say about that is, we don't know what the offseason is going to look like for Harrison Bader. What if Harrison Bader reinvents himself? What if all of a sudden he's hitting home runs like Randall Gritchick? What if he's Randall Gritchick, but a better defender in center? Uh, you know, we, we need to, like, right now, if this is the version of Harrison Bader that the Cardinals have next year, then yes, you're right, there are plenty of other options. They need to be aggressive going to their other options. But I'm not in the business of saying what's best for next year's team uh, uh, right now. Look, I do think having Marcelo Zuna in the lineup next year would be better. Uh, you guys know where I feel. I feel like you could run out Randy Rosarena and Dylan Carlson next year at center and left field uh, and not lose that much. But that's just me. Uh, I also invest a little bit more time into watching minor league prospects than most, uh, and I don't think there's that much of a drop-off between that duo to what we're seeing from this duo. But that being said, I would definitely rather have Marcelo Zuna and Carlson and Rosarena than Fowler Bader and, you know, whatever. Uh, that's just my two cents. Look, the Cardinals, we cannot lose track of this without losing some cash. And again, maybe that's Carlos Martinez, $11 million. But without subtracting cash, the Cardinals have a projected $165 to $175 million payroll next year. It will be uncommon for them to add, even if that addition is Marcelo Zuna. If they offer Marcelo Zuna, Marcel Ozuna the qualifying offer, and he takes it. That's $18 million. That puts him right about $190 million. They're definitely not going to add after that, at least not expensive ad. Intern Maddie says, what was with the kiss to Hamilton followed by the slider that Yachty needed to die for? Again, yeah, uh, that was part of the thing. That's a bad, bad look. And Napa really uh, uh, tweeted that out. That's a bad look for Carlos. 
He's in his own head right now, and that's not calling him a head case. He's in a bad spot right now, and it's not working out for him or for anyone else. Uh, he needs to get his shit together. And, that you know, it does kind of feel like we're at the end of the time with Carlos Martinez, unless they move him into a, a starting pitcher, because Yachty could not corral Carlos Martinez today. Uh, he could not corral yeah, Carlos Martinez after Friday, after Thursday. It's bad. It's a bad look. It's a bad thing. And if Yachty can't can, can't control and corral Carlos Martinez, then the Cardinals will move off from him. I, I, I'd be willing to bet that. Sean Kilman says my office will effectively shut down tomorrow at two. Hopefully, it shuts down at one thirty, so everybody has time to get home to watch the game. And I love that. Or it shuts down at one thirty. You pass around a flask of something that is water uh, and uh, get hammered and watch the game in your office. Uh, two p.m. tomorrow is completely bullshit from Sam Smitty. I agree. Uh, C. Janine88, Janine, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, says, My marketing professor canceled class tomorrow afternoon for some reason so I can watch the game. Good for you. To your marketing professor, we raise our glass to that hero. Again, this is like a hot buttered rum, uh, but with tequila instead. It's pretty good. Uh, Matt Matt Conscious one says, Still awesome to see Wayno do what he did. I need a moral victory to feel okay about it. Yeah, we were just talking about that a second. Uh, a second ago, I agree. Look, uh, it sucks that the Cardinals lost today. It sucks that they lost on Friday. We saw two great pitching performances from Flaherty and Wayno, not to be overly optimistic. The bullpen was trashed today. The lineup is hitting for shit, worth shit right now. Uh, and it'd just be nice to at least hang our hats on the fact that Wayno pitched amazing and so did Flaherty. Uh, find those little momentum things and hope for the best from there. 4 p.m. on Wednesday if we win is total bullshit. I agree with that, too. Uh, the Days of Lore says, not sure why Gallegos didn't see any action today. Oh, he saw plenty of action, Mark. Uh, a lot of action warming up. Because he warmed up in, what, the 7th and the 8th for sure. And then he got up in the ninth. Am I wrong about that? Did he get up in the ninth? He got up at least twice. I don't remember if it was 7th and 8th or 8th and 9th. Uh, but he got up at least twice. He got plenty of action. He just didn't, didn't get put in. And I agree with you. I think that uh, this isn't some... This isn't a regular season game in September with the division on the line. This isn't some game in July with just trying to sort shit out. This is the playoffs. you got to be a little bit smarter about how you're handling pitching. Uh, you can't just do the paint-by-the-numbers thing. You can't say Carlos is our closer, so we're going to use him in the ninth inning, even if he looks terrible. You have to have people up and ready and ready to go. Uh, and Gallegos is your best pitcher anyways out of the bullpen. He's proven that for the last couple months. Even when he struggled down the stretch a little bit, wearing thin... Uh, he's got rest now. you got to go to him. you got to be prepared. Sheldon Mysterio. Hey, our good friend Sheldon Mysterio. Ozuna got robbed. It was definitely a ball. Yeah, right on the black, but it was a ball. That K. Diddy says Joe Kelly. Uh, I have the Washington Dodgers game on, the Nationals Dodgers game on now. The Nationals are up 2 nothing. I have no idea how it got that way. Uh, Nathan A. Evaldi is who I'm thinking of. Thank you very much, Mark Hayden. Uh, I'm sure this has been said, but we deserve a loss not using Gallegos in the ninth. Uh, uh, from Notorious Panda. That's an interesting point. Like, I hate to say a team deserves a loss. You know, the, the Cardinals also deserved a win for the way that Adam Wainwright played. Uh, but, yeah, I would say that the Cardinals severely hamstrung their chances to get a win by not using Gallegos in tough positions. It's just that, for me, those tough positions extend not only into the ninth, but into the eighth when you had Adam Wainwright past 100 pitches, putting a couple base runners on, making things a little dicey. Uh, even though I love Adam Wainwright and I love that performance, and I'm not trying to diminish what he did. It was awesome. It was great. It was gutsy. He's the man. Uh, big, eight-inch, soft dick. Uh, but, you know, you got to use him. you got to use him in tough positions, and you can't just go off of hope and instinct. Look at Steve Pierce. He got banged from showing up in the 18 World Series. Exactly. 
Uh, Ashley's in here. Hello, Ashley. Uh, uh, Logan says, cheers, bueno, and sorry for the team letting you down. It probably feels that way. And You know, the thing about this particular Cardinal team is maybe they get into that dugout and they start feeling, or they get into that clubhouse, and Wayno gives them a speech, gets onto them a little bit, says, hey, look, we had to win today. I gave you all that I had. Maybe they realize they gave them all that they had. It lights a fire under, under them, and they go hard tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. Uh, again, anything could happen. I'm not ready to write this season off. I'm not ready to say that the Cardinals are definitely going to win games four and five. But I'm definitely strapped in and ready for whatever we get to see tomorrow uh, and Wednesday as well if it ends up being here for Wednesday. Uh, again, I'm not trying to be – I'm just trying to keep perspective on it all. The Cardinals have lost some shitty games, and I thought to myself, it's over. It's over. The season's over. They're not going to win the Central. They're not going to make it to the wild card. And then they put a little run together where they're really impressive. If they're going to – they've done it in the past. If they're going to do it, they got to do it now. Uh, Catalinga says, I'm out of here pouring myself a bleach cocktail and hitting the sack. Uh, to your bleach cocktail and your sack and whatever else you're hitting, my friend. But, no, thank you for being in here. Good night, Bird Nation. Uh, let's see. Kyle, I'll be back in 15 minutes. Hey, Victoria, please come back. It was nice seeing you. Uh, store is still open. I appreciate that. Jimmy says, if you go shirtless, Kyle, we win the series. Man, you know, I've, uh, I've taken my shirt off quite a bit. And I was thinking about it. Since Sunday, the Cardinals are one and one win and two losses uh, since taking off my shirt. So I'm going to keep my shirt on. But if the Cardinals win the series, we'll do another pad with my shirt off uh, for the children, mostly. Uh, the legal age children, of course. The ones that have graduated college uh, and have more than just a tier permit system to be able to drive to my place. Uh, let's see. Carlos is the head case. Again, I don't want to play that game. Logan says, Yachty will be gone soon, and if Carlos is still here, Carlos will become intolerable. I don't imagine Yachty ever leaving, so you're wrong about that. Yachty's got another 10 years left. We're going to have to wait and see, but I get what you're saying. I understand the frustration with him. Uh, to me, it's more pronounced right now, as it very well should be because of how he's acted these last couple days. Used to be Fly the L. Uh, uh, Kegerator at my office. Problem is they're Indian fans. Well, you know, as long as they're willing to drink, it's cool. I don't know what else to say. Like, I can be cool with it as long as they're willing to drink. Uh, Kyle, you did work on that bottle, LOL. Yeah, right, Ashley? I told you. Look, I, we're, Ashley, we're going to need more tequila. Uh, first midterm and Tuesday, so I need a win tomorrow or else we're going to have a bad time. Yeah, man, it's going to be hard to concentrate on your midterm dealing with that level of depression. Uh, Josh says, so that wasn't fun. No, no, it was miserable. Now, again, I missed the first three or four innings because of kickball. I didn't get to watch Wayno pitch. At least we got to see that beautiful performance by Adam Wainwright. I, I, and I know that like it's looking for something. It's searching for something. But honestly, when things are this deflating, uh, let's let's hone in and get excited. Like At least there was the Wayno start. And sure, let's be realistic about it. Let's talk about how bad the pitching uh, after Wayno was. Except for Andrew Miller, who got out of a key situation. Um, maybe if the air isn't so thick or whatever, the ball travels over the fence. No telling it didn't, and that's all that matters. Uh, but then whatever the hell happened in the ninth inning is the ultimate uh, depression. And also what's happened with the offense over the last two games is tough as well. Uh, Cardinals 11-11 says, Schilt has MM loyalty issues and it will cost wins. It definitely feels that way right now, Jason. I, uh, I don't disagree with you. It's hard not to. It's hard to make an argument in defense of it right now. now. I don't know if I could. You know, I've been trying to play the devil's advocate. I've been trying to give the whole perspective uh, uh, throughout this entire thing. But I don't know if I can. It's tough. Things are bad right now. Uh, it, it's an emotionally reactive time. 
you know, again, to me, the issue with Schilt is when he talks about going out to the uh, the mound and talking it over to make the decision, which I don't think is bad talking it over with the players to come to a decision when it comes to walking McCann. But I think what you need to do as a manager there is you need to look at the numbers and use your brain instead of putting it to a vote. Uh, that's why you're the manager. Like, you talk to your managers. You don't talk to Yadier Molina and Carlos Martinez and say, hey, let's talk it over. Now, that might not be how it went. That might just be how what Schilt's telling the press. Uh, but, uh, you know, if that is really how it went, I'm not on board with that. I need a manager uh, who's smarter than that, who says this is what we're going to do and this is why we are going to do it. Not, Yadi, what do you think? Carlos, what do you think? All right, that's a good idea. Let's do it. And I know that's a tough thing, but to me, that's just what a manager should do. Uh, the manager led Wayno down. Yeah, so the manager almost let Wayno down a couple of times. And I would even argue that sticking with Wayno in the eighth inning almost let him down too. Now, he worked out of it. Andrew Miller came in and did some really impressive stuff. But man, you know, after pitching seven and a third really strong innings, seven really strong innings, uh, he kind of left him out there to die. And you don't do that in the postseason. John Martin says, Carlos' excuse of it's because of his emotions to come to an end, season plus of that excuses. Yeah, I, again, these last couple days have been as bad as it gets. What's the chance we see Zach Thompson next year from CJK430? Uh, you know, I'll say there's like a, I'll, I'll do the Craig Mish 25%. No, I'll say there's a 10 or 15% chance of it. Uh, that would put him right on like the Dakota Hudson track, right? Or a year ahead of the Dakota Hudson track. Uh, again, probably zero. But the Cardinals can't afford to be lazy about these kind of decisions. And remember, with Zach Thompson having a history of shoulder and arm problems, uh, it's better to get him to the majors if he's showing that he's ready for the next challenge and it is to wait. You never know how many bullets that arm has. Uh, Eric Thomas says, guess who won the central of the Cardinals? I like it. Victoria's back. Hello, Victoria. If Ozuna doesn't take the qualifying offer, I let him go. I completely agree with that, Grammy. Uh, how big is your apartment? I saw you squinting to see the Nats game. Look, my uh, the television is probably 12 feet away from me right now. And I can't see it because I'm a blind asshole. And as Ashley will tell you, I have a smaller 32-inch television because the only thing I ever watch on it is sports. And usually when I'm watching sports, I'm also watching games on my laptop. So I don't need a big television. Uh, what I need is glasses. But I'm too dumb, and I'm kind of an asshole with my asshole eyes. So we don't get glasses. Uh, pizza rolls and bourbon, let's go, from Sweaty Teddy. Good for you. Yeah, I just have tequila tonight. Uh, all we have is this tequila, Lunazole, uh, this Lunazol tequila, the uh, Reposado, and it's in this hot drink. Uh, good for you, though. Josh says, has anyone mentioned the fact that Ozuna has a hit in over half his at-bats? No, we haven't. You know, and it's awesome to see. You know, a while back I said that Ozuna struggled, but he hasn't. I'm just an idiot. Uh, Volcanic Goal says, do you think the Cardinals bring Wayno back next year? And is his spot in the rotation secure? Secure. Look, if, the, if I think that the Cardinals are very open to bringing Adam Wainwright back. I think the ball is in Wainwright's court. Uh, and yes, it, it'll be a similar type deal to what we've seen uh, in the past. Uh, yeah, what we saw this year. Two million base, maybe a five million base with incentives built into it. If he decides to come back, look, I firmly expect him to come back. I think he's too much of a competitor not to. I can't imagine him getting a taste of what he got walking off the mound tonight and being like, I'm satisfied with this being the end. I think all that did was strengthen his resolve to pitch into the future. Uh, and uh, I think we will see him next year on an incentive-laden, uh, simple base contract, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would imagine his rotation spot is secure if that's what they agree upon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Evan underscore JA said, just remember Atlanta blew 28 to 3. Oh, God. To the New England Patriots giving the Cardinals fans hope. Those poor Falcons. What an awesome second half that was. A notorious panda says, then Carlos acted mad at Acuna again. It's a playoff. Get your shit together and focus. Again. I've never been one to be overly critical of Carlos and his emotions. I like emotional players. But these last three games have been a completely different piece when it comes to like my own thoughts and feelings about Carlos Martinez. And sure, for me, some of that is swayed because of how bad he's been uh, 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 performance-wise. But the whole Acuna thing is a different beast to me altogether. I, I don't understand it. Like I, It's, it's a, hip, a hypocritical move of him to be acting the way that he is. And then today, whatever the hell that was, was bad form. It was bad form. And then when you add that to the, the kiss blowing to Billy Hamilton and then sailing a slider that Yachty saves, uh, it's like it's been bad for Carlos Martinez. It's something else. He guy needs a quaalude. Uh, Andrew Miller has not allowed a run, so that's a positive. Intern Maddie, well said. Uh, Justin Kinsey says, take it off, take it off. Uh, not yet, not yet. If Dakota Hudson had has control issues again, we are done for March Hayden. I th- I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I think that the logic logic tells you as a baseball fan that if Dakota Hudson has command issue, issues, that yes, the Cardinals are done. Uh, but only if Mr. Schilt isn't willing to give him a quick hook and go to the alternative. You know, uh, you you should have Michaelis ready to go tomorrow. You should even on shortish rest. Uh, you should have Helsley ready to go. Things get tight. Gallegos, you go early. Maybe you go Martinez and save Gallegos. Every pitcher except for Adam Wainwright has to be ready to go tomorrow. Adam Wainwright and Jack Flaherty. Just my own opinion. If if the manager isn't willing to go there, if he's going to stick with Dakota Hudson like he's done in his prior starts when he struggled, then yeah, it's, it's bad. And it'd be hard for the Cardinals to overcome that. But this Cardinals team's resilient, so anything could happen. Look, baseball is a fickle mistress uh, that can constantly keep you on your toes. You need to get yourself some robot eyes or something. That's right. I do. I need uh, glasses or robot eyes. If anyone knows where I can go to get robot eyes, uh, on the cheap, by the way, I'll gladly go get them. But I like that. I like that thought. Eric says, did I mention the Cardinals won the Central? No, not yet, but thank you for doing it there. Carlos just lost a mother figure as well. Oh, that's terrible, Josh. I didn't know that. Fucking hell, man. Well, hopefully he gets help. You know, I mean, obviously, if he's dealing this way, like if this is how he's dealing with his... uh, you know, his uh, his turmoil, this is how he's dealing with his loss, then hopefully he finds the help that he needs because he needs some help right now. You know, especially if he's dealing with that level of sadness. You know, he's... I remember reading that athletic article about his mom or his aunt or whatever it was, and, uh, you know, that's tough. It's tough. But hopefully someone's there in the Cardinals clubhouse to give him a hand, and if not, then hopefully he's getting the help that he needs. Uh, and that supersedes, like, my baseball expectations for him. I just hope he ends up finding some happiness and health uh, uh, with whatever's troubling him. Victoria says, Carlos shouldn't be demanding respect if you can't give respect. I think that there's some great truth to that. Well said, Victoria. Uh, you're just like me. I motivate myself by being negative about myself. I don't motivate myself by being negative uh, negative about myself. I just be, I'm just honest. Like, I again, I'm not trying to be like, I have a very like neutral outlook on everything. Uh, when I'm being critical towards myself, it's because the criticism is warranted and deserved. I'll also pat myself on the back when things go well. That's usually when I'm like, all right, I'm doing it to motivate myself. But even then, like, I hardly do anything to motivate myself. I don't really believe in being motivated. 
take that for what that is. Mark Chayton says, is it reasonable to think that the outfield next year should be Ozuna, Edmund Carlson? No, it's not reasonable to think that. It's reasonable to think that Dylan Carlson should earn himself a spot, uh, be allowed to earn himself a spot. It's reasonable to think that Lane Thomas and Tyler O'Neill and Randy Rosarena should all be fighting for starting jobs. It should be reasonable that all three outfield jobs are up for debate. Uh, that's what should be reasonable. I Look, I again... If it were me and I was handicapping this based on like actual ability, uh, you're talking, in my opinion, about Dylan Carlson, Lane Thomas, Tyler O'Neill, and Randy Rosarena as your four outfielders, with all four of them getting substantial time out in the outfield. Uh, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Arctic Snowman says, I'm cool with winning tomorrow and having Captain Jack and winner take all. Again, tomorrow is very important. This series is not over yet. And again, if Hudson has command issues, that's an issue. Yes, absolutely. But I'm not ready to throw this team to the, to the, into the fire just yet. I, I don't think that the series is over. I, I like Hudson. I like that they have pitchers ready to go. Uh, and hopefully... If they can get through Game 4, they have Flaherty in Game 5. And like we talked earlier tonight, if you have Flaherty in Game 5, even in Atlanta, going up against Keuchel and Fultonevich, or Fultonevich and Keuchel, or however it ends up being, you still feel good about your chances because it's Jack Flaherty. The offense needs to come alive. It's, it's time to not press, and it's time to get the hits. Uh, Ashley says, I think Quaaludes would be worse. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, I'd still give him one to give it a try, see what happens. Uh, Soccer Guru 16 says, why do you think the starting rotation, what do you think the starting rotation is for next year? I would imagine Michael Waka walks. Uh, I would imagine that plan A is to get Carlos Martinez back in the rotation. Uh, I would imagine Adam Wainwright comes back. So at that point, you're talking about Flaherty, Hudson, Martinez, Wayno, and Michaelis. Uh, for sure, we know it's Flaherty, Hudson, and Michaelis, and it's just those two spots. Uh, and then, you know, I've always been an advocate of Ryan Helsley being a starter. I think Ryan Helsley is meant to be a starter, but we just have to wait and see. Uh, the self-hatred gang. That's right. We all hate ourselves. Uh, let's take a moment to celebrate the Cardinals winning the Central. Uh, depression set in. Pass the whiskey. Yeah, Randall. Hey, are you, Randall Rhodes? I know you just hit me on Twitter. Uh, Bader has to sit tomorrow. I don't think there's any debate about it. Harrison Bader will sit tomorrow. Uh, Righty more than likely on the mound. That meant, means Carpenter's going to start at third, and then it'll be in right. Uh, the question is, should Dexter Fowler sit? And I believe he should, and I believe Randy Rosarena should get the start. Uh, Neutral Panda says, uh, Notorious Panda says, the reason I have hope, our, bath, our bats can and have literally come to life overnight, 10-2 to 2 win tomorrow. That'd be incredible. In my opinion, if it happens, it's going to happen to have to happen against the Braves' bullpen. Uh, but then again, you know, if they're going to start Tehran or Tehran or whatever his name is, and I apologize for butchering it, I'm just an idiot. Um then maybe you get to them early, but you're right. You've got it. Again, to me, the key is the Cardinals have to get runs early. In September and August, when they won all those games, they scored runs early. And that, to me, is the difference. If the Cardinals get a couple runs early tomorrow, I think they win the game. If they wait until later on in the game, which they're capable of doing, we saw that on Thursday. We saw them put up runs later in the game. Uh, uh, they can still win, but I just they have to get runs early. It's like scoring early in the first period in hockey in the playoffs. You can control the game at that point. Uh, what's the percentage chance O'Neill is even here next year not putting him on the playoff roster sucks? I agree with not putting him on the playoff roster sucks. I think he's talented, and I think he should have been on the playoff roster. I think he should have been used more in September. What are the chances? To me, it's 50%. The Cardinals are going to be in dire need of pitching replenishment. They have outfield depth to move from. 
uh, I would say greater than 50%. I would imagine a lot of teams would be banging down the door to get someone like Tyler O'Neill onto their roster, uh, except for the Cardinals, apparently. Look, Mike Schilt does not like guys who strike out, uh, except for Harrison Bader, which is the weirdest thing to me. Uh, let's see. Marchayton says, I don't care about division titles. I care about World Series titles. Again, Eric Thomas is just screwing around, our good friend Eric Thomas. Uh, uh, Logan uh, says, no offense to Dex, but do you think he his year was good enough to get a team to take a flyer? No. No, and the other thing about Dexter Fowler is you couldn't trade him if you wanted to because he has a no-trade clause and he wants to stay here. So it's a moot point in my opinion. But, yeah, I still don't think that they trade him. No, no. Not unless you told him for sure that he wouldn't be a starter. That would be the only way that he, he dropped that no-trade. But the Cardinals believe in him. Mike Schilt believes in him, as we've seen. Uh, so he's going to stay here. Uh, Pat tomorrow after the game from uh, Lance Trance. There's a very good chance. Yeah, we'll see how things go. We'll see how I'm feeling. You know, I do concrete for a living uh, when I'm not doing this nonsense. So uh, if, if I'm not completely washed up, then we will do prospects after dark. Intern Maddie says, Martinez being in the bullpen ever again makes me flaccid. Yeah, it's hard to sport an erection when you're thinking about what happened today, at least. Uh, Josh says, if you're Boston, do you take O'Neill, Gorman, Fernandez, Helsley, Ponce for bets? Just spitballing. Okay, O'Neill, Gorman, Fernandez, Helsley, and Ponce. I would imagine some other team would... Now, again, that's a quantity type deal. Now, Gorman is a great prospect. I think O'Neill is a masher. Fernandez is a good bullpen piece. Helsley and Ponce. But I, I don't think... I think another team will give you something maybe a little bit more high-end than that from a perspective standpoint. That's a lot to give for Mookie Betts, in my opinion. Uh, especially when you know the Cardinals aren't going to pay him to keep him. Uh, so, no, I wouldn't do it. Drake Man, since we aren't getting Cole... Who would you rather have, Odorizzi or Miley? Give me Jake Odorizzi, no doubt about it. I think Wayne Miley is a product of Houston. Uh, I, I, give me give me Jake Odorizzi. Pop quiz, who won the Central? It was the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Rockies uh, is a team in the West. Uh, I'd take a wet napkin if he used to play for the Astros. That's funny. Answer Cardinals. Uh, Kyle, I'm still a bit deflated. Help from Edwin Pavizic. Pavizic. Uh, yeah, so... Again, we're going to focus on the positive. What are some of the positives? Uh, Andrew Miller got out of a bases loaded jam following an amazing performance by Adam Wainwright. If the Cardinals win game four, they have Jack Flaherty in game five. That's all positive. The Cardinals have shown the ability to hit uh, when their back is up against the wall. They've shown the ability to do well when their back is up against the wall. You're going to stay depressed. Nothing that I can say will get you out of your depression. That was a terrible, brutal loss today. It sucked to lose on Friday the way, the way that they lost on Friday. Uh, but, again, let's not forget that baseball is a game-to-game kind of thing. The Cardinals lost a lot of momentum tonight, the way that they lost in the ninth inning. But the series isn't over. They're a team full of veterans, smart veterans who never stop fighting. And that gives me hope. Uh, Shield loves guys who strike out if they're lean instead of big uh, from intern Maddie. No, I just think, like, yeah, I mean, as compared to Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader small, but he's also pretty fucking lean, too. Uh, again, that's that's more me projecting too, because I'm just not as big of a Harrison Bader fan as I am a lot of like four or five of the other outfield options uh, on the roster, not on the 40 man. As we talk about Dylan Carlson once again, uh, but he just, you know, I think the one thing about Schilt is another thing about Schilt rather is that he is steered by the veterans in his clubhouse. It's something we've talked about quite a, quite a bit here and there. So if he has like Adam Wainwright saying that they feel more comfortable with Harrison Bader in center, and if he has Willie McGee saying Harrison Bader is the uh, the best defensive shortstop or the best defensive center fielder that the team has, uh, then he's going to stick with that because everyone's telling him to instead of maybe doing what needs to be done. 
Positive, Ozuna has shown the hell up for the playoffs from Josh. Yeah, Ozuna's been amazing. To Mar- Marcel, who we call Marsuelo, Marsuelo Ozuna. God, that's really tequila-y. Randall Road says, positive, they're still playing baseball, haven't started playoff golf yet. Very good. Very well said, Randall. Very well said. Uh, positive, the Cardinals won the Central. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for the positives, Kyle, from Edwin Pavizic. Now, again... Just keep it all in perspective. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Stay optimistic, but be prepared for what could happen. Uh, game four tomorrow at 2 o'clock Central Time. It's going to be a heart-wrenching game one way or the other. If the Cardinals get 10 runs early, you know what? You're not going to feel comfortable. Uh, you're going to hold on to the butt. To hold on to your, you're going to hold on to your butt and hope for the best. I'm going to wear my pad socks tomorrow. Uh, and see what happens. Yeah, so my cousin Charlie wore the pad socks on Friday night to the game, and uh, it didn't work out. So don't do that. Uh, but yeah, wear your pad attire. It can only mean good things. Just now coming in, has Ozuna done enough to get extended, even in the eyes of Mo from Colin Dunn? Colin, no. Look, the only way, in my opinion, total guess here, just going by the numbers, how much money the Cardinals have committed to 20 20, uh, about $165 to $175 million, along with the other options in the outfield. Aside from Marcelo Zuna taking a qualifying offer, I don't think there's any way Marcelo Zuna comes back. Uh, I, unless, again, unless it's a two-year deal or a three-year deal, nothing long-term at all, I would imagine he tests the free agent market, and I would imagine a lot of people give him the money that he's looking for. Uh, the Real Deal LL, or the Real Deal LWC says... At least we made it further than the Cubs, yeah. Uh, we raise our glass and we say, fuck the Cubs. That's a positive if we're looking for positives. Notorious Panda says, what do you think Carlson's home run total would look like in a full MLB season? Look, I think Dylan Carlson is a special player. Uh, I don't think like, and now granted, he hit a good amount of home runs in a small sample at AAA. He hit the shit out of the ball at AA. But, and again, that ball in Major League Baseball is something else. Especially, you know, they've been talking about changing the baseball. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I think you're talking about somewhere in between 15 and 20 home runs right off of the get. Like, right at the get-go, rather. And then moving into a potential 30 home run season somewhere down the line. I think Dylan Carlson is the type of hitter who's a better hitter than he is a power hitter. That's not to take away from the power that he has. But I think he's going up there to do damage with the baseball, to hit it to all fields, to find the spot uh, before he's looking to hammer the ball over the fence. I think the hammering the ball over the fence will come in time, you know, two to three years down the road. I think right now you're talking about, you know, in 500 at-bats, 15 home runs, 18 home runs, something like that. You know, three years from now, all-star Austin Meadows-like hitter. That's that, my own my own thoughts about Dylan Carlson. I, I wouldn't expect it to happen right away where he's hitting 30 home runs. It is in his profile. It is in his potential. I think you'll see a lot more doubles early on as compared to home runs. But he has that swing, and he has the understanding of the strike zone and also how he's going to be attacked with an account that he could also hit for 25 home runs or 30 home runs as a rookie. He's just a special kid, and it's just a matter of how soon he's learning how he's being attacked at the major league level when he's finally in the, ma- in the major league. So, look, we'll say it over and over again. Uh, Prospect-wise, the Cardinals have not had a prospect in their system in my opinion, since J.D. Drew, that is as talented as Dylan Carlson is. Take that for what it is. Drake Man says, you know who would be great in our bullpen? Sergio Romo, baby. Yeah, bring him on. Uh, look, it'd be nice to have more options for sure. 
it's going to really suck to see Ozuna go. I love the dude so much. Me too. I love Marsuelo. Uh, again, we just cheers to Marcel. I, I love the guy with all my heart. I think he's a ton of fun. I think he's a blast to watch. The defense gets weird on left field, but in kind of a fun way too somehow. Uh, and he seems to really enjoy himself, and he's a great guy in the clubhouse. And he loves St. Louis too, and he loves being a Cardinal. And uh, I don't know, maybe the Cardinals can work something out that way. But again... If you do sign Marcelo Zuna, you still have to open up spots for Dylan Carlson and Randy Rosarena and Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas, uh, unless you're trading those guys. Randall Rhodes says, uh, the, this positive just in, we ain't the Cubs. That is a positive for sure. Uh, Logan, jo- Logan, Logan says, Ozuna's offense prep really agitate Mo. I don't think he's back. I don't either. Uh, Cardinals 11 and 11 says, chance they don't offer Ozuna the qualifying offer for fear he takes it. I think that for them, they're... Ooh, man, you know, that's a really good question, Jason. I My guess is that they still offer it to him because they'll think that the the agent will have more to say than maybe he potentially does. And I also think that the Cardinals know they need to restock the system and they'd be willing to take that risk to get a first-round draft pick or an early rounds draft pick uh, in return. And also, like, $18 million from Marcelo Zuna is kind of a steal on a one-year deal. So uh, I, I think they offer him because it's kind of a win-win situation for them. Uh, I'll look for Matt Carpenter next season from Edwin uh, Pavizic. Uh, I don't have an outlook. You know, the one thing I feel confident in, it was something we talked about, is he'll come to spring training next year in the same situation that Dexter Fowler came into spring training this year. The third base job's his to lose throughout the season, not at the onset of the season. Uh, he'll get position security, and they'll figure out the Tommy Edmond thing uh, on the fly. Uh, so what's the outlook? I don't know. I think with Edmund, with DeYoung, with Wong, with Carpenter, there's a way to use all four of those guys and get them rest uh, that makes all four of them effective. Well, it was something we've talked about with Matt Carpenter in the past. Look, Matt Carpenter has had years and years and years of, of issues with fatigue. It's not to beat up on him. It's just to bring up facts. And I think that by getting him rest, he's more effective. Getting him rest makes him more effective. And I think there's a way to do it with those three infield starting positions and Tommy Edmond that gets DeYoung rest, who's effective when he actually get rest. Wong, who has a little bit of an injury thing, but also could use a little rest here and there. And Tommy Edmond with Matt Carpenter at third that allows you to not like lose that much defensively by rotating Edmond uh, appropriately. So his outlook is he's going to get a chance to be the everyday third baseman. If he's used properly and getting rest, he'll be effective, I think. Uh, if he's not, then he's not going to be effective, and that's where my money would be, and I think that's where the betting line would go. Our good friend Keeper says, Hey, Pat Peeps, I'm not baseballing anymore tonight, but love you all, and tomorrow we'll get a W. That's right, Keeper. To Keeper Dean Roach, Keeper to you and Wolf, or Wolf, God, oh, God, Ghost. Um, so to you and Ghost, uh, I raise my glass. I love you guys. We're, we're trying to keep it positive. We're trying to keep it optimistic. Uh, so feel free to stay in here. Uh, we're giving reasons to both be optimistic and pessimistic. That's how my brain works. For those of you new to Pad, we are drinking what is basically a hot buttered rum, uh, but instead of uh, rum, we're drinking it with tequila. It's pretty fantastic. Time to put the cap back on there to keep the heat in. Kiefer, you're the best, man. Thank you for being here. Uh, Intern Matty, is it bad that I forgot Goldie was on the roster the last two games? You know, he had a big hit there in the ninth. He's had a couple interesting hits there, here and there. The Cardinals are doing a really good job, especially in that game on, was it Friday or Thursday? Thursday. The game on Thursday, the game they won, where they're just hitting stuff down the line, which is really interesting to me. Uh, Goldie was one of those guys. 
Uh, yeah, it's bad, though. It's bad that he's not like... You know, I think we all hoped that Goldie would be the guy that would carry the Cardinals. I thought it might be DeYoung. DeYoung's been the opposite of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, he hasn't been. And it sucks. Randall says, options for outfield moving... Uh, options for outfield moves... A lot of bodies in just a few spots. Like uh, Again, without knowing who's on the trading block, again, I would expect the Cardinals to be more aggressive on the trading block than in the free agent market. Something we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, but without knowing who's on the trading block, I, I, I can't really say. Again, the Cardinals have outfield depth to trade from. I would imagine that Dylan Carlson's going nowhere. And if the Cardinals trade Dylan Carlson, I think they're fucking stupid. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, uh, let's see. Mookie Bats, please, Daddy, from Jay Duda. Uh, so... There's always a chance they trade for Mookie Betts. I can't imagine a situation in which the Cardinals pull that off. Remember, a couple years back, they almost traded for Giancarlo Stanton, but the only reason they could trade for Giancarlo Stanton in that situation is because he was at a discount uh, because they would have had to have taken on $250 million, and also the Giants weren't going to be able to trade him anyway, so it didn't matter. I don't think they trade for Mookie Betts. I think that's too expensive for them in prospect uh, currency, Uh, but it'd be awesome to have. And hopefully the Cardinals pursue it a little bit. I would love to hear rumors that the Cardinals have communicated with the Red Sox and that they were in it to the end. Uh, if we lose Ozuna, we don't have a cleanup hitter. Move Goldie to clean up, and we don't have a three-hitter. Again, uh, look, there are plenty of options, uh, plenty of issues that arise when you remove Marcelo Ozuna from the lineup. Marcelo Ozuna is a really streaky hitter, too, so what are you really removing? It's a whole like circular argument uh, that, that can be waged. Uh, again, I get it. The threat there, the 29 home runs. Uh, I don't know. I just think the lineup's different. I, I I don't know if it's necessarily worse. I know that sounds crazy. Remember, Marcelo Zuna had a bust your shit open April, uh, and then it got really weird after April. So just keep that in mind. Uh, he was hurt too. 29 home runs and a hurt season for sure. Baseball's lively. But I think that things get really interesting if you make the right decision on who you're going to put on your lineup, uh, especially outfield-wise. Uh, let's see. Cullen Dunn says the infield being overstocked in platoon feels so very similar to how we've handled the outfield lately, but they haven't. Like they still remember, they still run the same guys out. It's not platoon. It was never done right. Uh, again, and we talked about it. Look, it, it has never been done right, and you can do it right. You just have to have the balls to do it and the mindset to do it, and we haven't seen that. Uh, Victoria says, "Do you think Wong is 100%? No, I don't think Wong's 100%. Uh, I'm, I don't. I'm not gonna like say how healthy he is. I don't know, but I can't imagine coming back from a moderate sized t- uh, strain in your hammy and then three weeks later being able to run the bases like we saw him round third and come home on an atrocious send home call. Uh, he's not 100%. He's pretty good. He's still pretty damn athletic at like." 80 or 90 or 95 or 85 or 75 or 70 or whatever percentage he is, but I don't think he's 100%. And I think that Benji Molina and the Molina brothers and Yachty, uh, Benji in particular, because I've heard him say this, will tell you that by the end of the year, no one's at 100% anyways. Drake Mann says, I like what the Nationals are doing with the postseason, with their bullpen, to be honest. I have not watched any baseball aside from the Cardinals. I haven't had time, uh, and I apologize. Hunt for 28, let's go. Uh, from Joe underscore Joe zero zero two two who's got a Yankees thing. Uh, let's go Yankees. DeYoung looked good in Game One, but two and three were rough. I agree, Josh. Uh, let's see. Nicey Curtis says, "Do you think it was a good idea to intentionally walk Brian McCann?" Look, it was not something that I was on board for. 
I am with the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros have not intentionally walked anyone. I am not on board with putting anyone on base in nearly any circumstance. I hate it. I hate giving away outs. I hate putting base runners on. I think it's bad. I think it's especially bad when you're putting the tying or winning run on as well. Uh, I do not like it. I did not like it. But at the same time, I'm not going to say that I don't get why Schilt did it. I think he was wrong for doing it, but I get why he did it. Uh, again, I think it was wrong. I think it was a wrong move to make, but I get why he did it. Uh, missing Lane Thomas from uh, uh, Connor Poli. I agree. Look, I think, uh, well, you're only missing him if they're going to use him. And remember, when Lane Thomas was healthy, they weren't using him. They were still using Edmund and Wright and Fowler and Center. Right now, their best option is to not have Fowler in the lineup. Uh, and whether that be for a Rosarena or O'Neal, who isn't on the forty, who isn't on the active roster, or for Lane Thomas, it doesn't matter. You have to be willing to substitute the guys out that aren't playing in a do or die situation for guys who uh, who can perform, guys who are performing for guys who can perform or have the potential to perform. But it's also tough because you're talking about a sample of three games here uh, and not being overly reactionary. At the same time, we were talking about it earlier with Dexter Fowler, who's been really bad over his last 100 plate appearances or 50 plate appearances or whatever it is. He's been really bad. So uh, the, the long and the short is yes. The short of the long, rather, is that they're missing Lane Thomas, but they're only missing him if he's going to be used. Like that was my whole issue with bringing Daniel Ponce de Leon or Jairo Munoz or Carlos Martinez or uh, uh, Jose Martinez. Is if you're putting the guys on the roster just in case, you're wasting the roster spot. Now they have used Jose Martinez and he's been good uh, when used pretty in the last two games. So at least they're using him. But they brought Jairo along just in case. They brought Daniel Ponce de Leon on just in case, not because they were actually going to use him. It was only if things got fucked. That's not the way you you construct a postseason roster. You bring your best arms, your most dynamic arms, your most di- your most dynamic and game changing hitters. Uh, you don't you don't prepare for the worst with your lineup. You go to your worst if things get shitty, uh, and you don't have a choice. So that's my thought about all that. Uh, I don't think it's completely improbable. Mose gives Ozuna a long extension. He's good and loved. I do because of again the salary situation that the Cardinals are in. Uh, in 2020, again, they've got like 165 to $175 million committed to the roster uh, without adding anyone after arbitration numbers. That's a big concern, especially as Mr. DeWitt keeps telling everyone how hard it is to earn money in baseball. Uh, keep that in mind. And I think that that really plays into it as well. I think that if the Cardinals gave him the qualifying offer and he took it, you'd see them panic, is what I think. Uh, should have been platoon, so true. Uh, J.D. Martinez would be a great pickup if we didn't have so many mediocre outfielders and if the D.H. was uh, was available in the National League. And I guess it doesn't seem likely, but that's the other thing to keep in mind. If the D.H. becomes uh, alive in the National League, then that changes the whole roster construction uh, argument uh, uh, at its core. Uh, let's see, Josh says, reminder, Yairo is on the roster and O'Neal, Fernandez, Kisner or not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, again, the Cardinals have him on there preparing for the worst. Intern Maddie says, why don't the Cardinals hit clutch postseason home runs anymore? I remember that being a thing. They haven't done it yet, but you know what? Nothing more clutch than a game four elimination winning tying home run tomorrow. So hopefully we get to see some of that clutch home run hitting tomorrow. Ah, terrific stuff. You guys have been great tonight. More Rosarena, less Bader from uh, Skank Hunt 24. I agree. Uh, it's something we've talked about a lot. I would like... Again, Tyler O'Neill isn't on the active roster, but I would take I would have taken more Tyler O'Neill in September, more Randy or Rosarena in September. If Lane Thomas wouldn't have been hurt, more Lane Thomas in September. 
Again, I don't mean to beat up on Harrison Bader. He does two things really well. He plays the outfield particularly well, unless something's hit shallow because he's playing so deep. That's not to criticize him. It's just a fact. Uh, and then run the bases. He had a bad moment today. That's not necessarily on him. That was close to being a balk. And also, uh, you know, bad coaching. One mistake does not change the fact that he's a really, really great base runner. He's really, really fast. He has a spot on the roster just when used properly, and he's not being used properly. Uh, I'll be right back, Kyle. Stay awesome. You too, Drake. Uh, let's see. Dar Dardinator says, honestly, how can you keep playing Fowler DeYoung or Bader? I understand playing DeYoung. Remember, they don't really have a, def a defensive sub at shortstop. I've seen Tommy Edmund play short. He's really fucking good there. But he hasn't played short since being brought up to the major leagues. And I don't think game four of the NLDS is the right time to put him at shortstop. Now, I think he can handle it because he's a professional. I think he'd be fine. But the only other option at short is gyro. And they're more likely to put gyro at short as demonstrated in September, which would be the wrong move. So, again, if, if the options were different, if the circumstances were different, I'd agree with you on DeYoung. But I definitely think DeYoung, or I think definitely think Bader and Fowler don't really have a spot in the lineup right now. Now, Fowler will be in tomorrow. And again, I'm not one of these people who have beat up on Fowler. I like Dexter Fowler a lot. He's a great guy. He's super charismatic. I love him. He's been really, really good in the season. You know, not great, but he's been pretty good. And he's got on base at the top of the lineup, and all of that is positive. It's just that it's not happening now, and it's really bad. With your back against the wall, you need to be aggressive. Uh, I hate it. I hate that it's a reactionary sport in that way in the playoffs, but it is, and you need to be aggressive, and that always pays off, not being tentative. Uh, interesting, TLR is a mentor to Schilt, but he doesn't make same shrewd moves. Yeah, it is really interesting. Uh, Martin says, I miss Jeff Lunau. Again, so I'm, I've got a whole thing about Mo. Look, I will criticize the shit out of Mo for not adding anyone at the trade deadline for like seven straight years now, making weird decisions with Tommy Pham because of how Tommy Pham was in the clubhouse. Uh, like, I get all that. I don't, this to me, this isn't on him. Like, again, not adding someone at the trade deadline is definitely on him, pitching wise, especially. Uh, but, you know, I, I think sometimes, like, we make the decision up that we're mad at Mo when it's not Mo, it's Schilt or whatever. Now, that being said, they needed pitching. They needed as much pitching as possible at the deadline, and it didn't happen. So uh, they're kind of reeling from that. Gallego should have closed. I definitely think Gallego should have been in in either the 8th or the 9th. Uh, it worked out in the 8th where they, they held on to Wayno far too long and then Miller got him out of it. Uh, but definitely, like, Gallegos, at that point, he'd already been warming. He should have been warming uh, and ready to go in the 9th. Uh, again, you're talking about getting yourself out of a potential elimination situation, putting the Braves in an elimination situation, and all you had to do was just be aggressive with your pitching decisions which is what you'll see the Nationals doing, and the Dodgers doing, and the Yankees doing, and the Rays doing, and the Twins doing, and the A's had they made it, and the Astros doing. Like, this is not the time to stick to your guys just to stick to your guys. It's the time to recognize that your guys don't have it like Carlos did really, really early on and adjust from there. It sucks that it's that way too. Uh, who cares about salary? I'm not paying for it. Fair enough. But, you know, if we're being honest, look, I would go over the salary. Again, if I had the money and I was bringing in revenue, I would go way over the salary cap. I'd pay the luxury tax threshold. I'd do all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, people in St. Louis would hate me for it because I probably would have signed Bryce Harper and I probably would have signed Chris Sale or traded for Chris Sale and I would have done all kinds of crazy shit. David Price, I would have signed David Price. Like, 
I would have done all kinds of crazy shit that really would have hurt the organization in the long run. But the Cardinals care about it, and when I'm giving my analysis, I'm doing it as if I was in that front office with Mo, which I'm clearly not. Uh, Notorious Panda says, I had a wet dream that Fowler got traded, freed up money, and let Ozuna retire a Cardinal. That'd be a fun thing. It'd be a great dream. Uh, a wet dream for sure. Have you ever met a bloke as bloody as me? Oh yeah, I met a bloke about me. Uh, any chance Dex is off the roster next year? I'll say there's a 5% chance. I don't think he did enough this year to like boost his trade stock. I don't think the Cardinals will trade him, and I don't think he'd accept a trade to another team. Uh, Cullen Dunn says, positive Tyler Webb, been very impressive lately. Yeah, you know, I'm going to raise my glass to Tyler, Tyler Webb. At the trade-in line, I bitched and whined, and I said the Cardinals need to bring in as many left-handed options as possible. Uh, I even brought up Derek Holland, who has been fucking miserable and terrible. I was wrong about that. I was wrong about Tyler Webb. Tyler Webb has outkicked his coverage this year. Tyler Webb is, is he's been a former, like, he's been a very, very good left-handed bullpen piece. So to Tyler Webb, I raise my glass. Uh, you did better than I thought you could have. You continue to exceed my expectations and the expectations of Cardinal Nation. You have a bad moment here and there, just like all lefties do. But you've become a really, really solid lefty in the 2019 season at a time when the Cardinals needed it. So to Tyler Webb, we raise our glass. We're honest about who he is. Uh, even though he makes us nervous as shit, we raise our glass to Tyler Webb. Oh, I've still got laundry to do. Jesus. Uh, Victoria, trying to stay positive for Game 4 cards are good with their backs against the wall. I agree. Uh, let's see. Ashley, I haven't even seen any of your, your texts again. Josh says, remember when Randy had an outfield assist, home run, and stole home plate in one game? Schilt doesn't. Yeah, and he doesn't remember the game that Lane Thomas went off either. Uh, but again, Lane Thomas is hurt. Not that, like, you know, I'm, I'm getting off base. Uh, what are we going to talk about Carlos Martinez's lack of effectiveness as a closer from Darden, Dardenator? Now, Dardenator, you're a little little late into this. Uh, we spent a good portion of the first hour of Prospects After Dark tonight talking about the effectiveness of Carlos Martinez or lack thereof. Uh, it's been bad. And, you know, he did, he did have, like, the most saves over the last month and a half or two months of the season. I get that. He always makes things interesting. He's got a little Jason Isringhausen. Jason Isringhausen. I'm an asshole. He has a little Jason Isringhausen in him that way. Uh, but, yeah, it's bad. It's bad right now. And he's acting like an asshole on the mound, and that's even worse. Things are bad for Carlos Martinez. He's not effective. And also, as we were talking about just a little while ago, it's on Mike Schilt to be aware of the fact that Carlos is compromised and have someone ready to go. You'll see all these other teams in the playoffs play with that type of desperation, manage with that type of desperation, and Mike Schilt does not show that. Again, I loved Adam Wainwright. I love his performance today, but he didn't show with Wayno either. He stuck with his guys if it was a game in September or a game in June. Got to be smarter than your instincts. Uh, Alex French says, things weird in here? No, Alex, they've been pretty tame. You know, we've tried to be positive, but also realistic about what's going on. How are you, Alex? Uh, Shield's son, Tyler Webb, looks great with a beard. He does. I don't, I don't even know if I noticed, to be honest. Uh, Mar Chayton says, do we have two years left on Fowler, or is this the last year of his contract? I'm sure someone else will answer that before I do, but I thought that there was, like, another year. Dexter, Fowler, contract. You know, I hardly ever go to my computer during this thing. Uh, he's a free agent in 2022, so they have 20 and 21, so two more years of Dexter Fowler. Uh, has Tyler Webb and Shield done a paternity test? Uh, my guess is that Mike Shield has a brother who looks a lot like him, uh, and with better genetics. Like, I have brothers who look more attractive than me with better genetics. Shout out to Mike and Scott. Not Jim, though. Uh, who, uh, uh, uh have better genetics. 
taller that uh, uh, are probably the actual father of Tyler Webb, where Mike Schultz is just like that creepy uncle who touches him in a weird way. Ashley says, Jesus, I thought you were going to drop that. I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, I've been in and out. Hi. Uh, JT Vonderhoot says, Kyle, I'm too sad to comment. Been sitting here for over an hour and haven't gotten on my bullshit. JT, look, I love you, buddy. And I'm going to raise my glass to you, JT. Uh, you're in here a lot. I love you, buddy. And look, I understand the, the, the sadness. Try not to wallow in it. Remember, tomorrow is a new day, and you never know what Cardinals team you're going to see. All of this bullshit that I've been spouting for however long I've been spouting it is just an elaborate way of me saying you don't know what Cardinal team you're going to see tomorrow. Just because we saw two teams of a, a fucking flaccid offense uh, and bad bullpen doesn't mean that's going to be that tomorrow. So to you, sir, and to a, a rock-hard Cardinals offense. When will Grubhub deliver liquor? Randall Rose. Now, Randall actually was telling me that there's a, a liquor delivery something or another. I don't know. But uh, hopefully soon. Josh says, all in all, the season has been a step in the right direction. Hopefully not the end goal, though. They need to continue to get better. And the question becomes, how do they get better in 2020 if they let Ozuna walk? How do they get better in 2020 uh, with maybe some guys penciled into starting spots that aren't particularly good? We're going to have to wait and see. I know this. I believe the pitching needs to get better uh, and deeper. Uh, I love Ryan Helsley. I'll be anxious to see how they use him. Uh, I just think that like the, bowl, the the minor league reserves are dry right now. This is something we've talked about right now, pitching wise. Uh, you know, Jake Woodford might be. I love Johan Oviedo. I love Angel Rondon. I think Alvaro Cejas is close to being two years away. Uh, but they don't like Seth Elledge, maybe maybe Cody Whiteley. But they could very well use more pitching. You can never have enough pitching. Maybe Zach Thompson, maybe Tony Losey, uh, maybe uh, Jack Ralston. Maybe those guys make a difference. It seems far-fetched at this point to be counting on them for 2020. But I think they need to find a way to restock their pitching reserves uh, for another run in 2020. And I think what we're seeing right now as the bullpen struggles uh, and also you know, we have questions about the starting rotation and who's going to pitch and how they're going to pitch and in what regard they're going to pitch like. Uh, they need to have more options. Uh, I miss Tommy Pham. I miss Tommy Pham too, uh, Paul Walter. Uh, again, you know, the rumor with Tommy Pham is that he wasn't traded because of performance or anything like that. It was a whole locker room thing. Uh, used to be Fly the L from Jeff Niehaus. I wish you could see this crazy Moscow mule I'm drinking tonight. Jeff, you have to DM me your crazy Moscow mule. I love a good Moscow mule. And hey, Ashley, maybe next time uh, we have a weekend, we can do some like warm Moscow mules or something like that. Try to turn a Moscow mule into a winter drink. Uh, Darton Nader says, bro, get some glasses. The squinting is going to damage your eyes. Uh, 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 Darton Nader, look, my asshole eyes are long past damage. I need to get glasses. We've been talking about it for two years. I'm not ever going to because I am a full-on asshole. Mark Hayden says, at least Carlos didn't blow it in an elimination game. Not yet. Uh, Instacart delivers me beer. There we go. That's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, easy to be pissed at the offense. I am too, but with the lead in the ninth, that goes out the window from Tadpole. Yeah, between that and the bad base running decision, again, I, I'm not going to put that on Bader because my guess is that that was a coaching staff decision to even send him, which to me is a bad decision. Uh, you know, getting an extra run there might have been big. It might have been big. It might have been. It might have been the difference between walking McCann and pitching to McCann. Uh, there was a lot of bad decisions, and everything went bad. After Andrew Miller got the uh, the out in the top of the eighth, it all went to shit. 
Uh, so have we found the source of the offensive woes? Uh, I've been told that it has to do with libido. Josh says the offense may be better next year if Jeff Albert has full reign finally. Potentially, yeah. You know, an entire offseason of the Albert teaching might be enough to fire up the Cardinals next year. To me, I just don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see, and I don't really feel comfortable having any preconceived notions about it one way or the other. Josh says, or it could be worse, what do you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, could Carlos be used in a big trade a la Mookie Betts? Potentially. Yeah, potentially. I, I don't know how they'd make it work. Uh, that'd be something that I'd be on board for, for sure. I, again, I don't know how they make it work, though. I, I don't have the slightest idea about what that market's going to look like or what the Red Sox are looking for. You know, they've long, since he was a free agent signee as a teenager, they've been rumored to have involvement with Carlos Martinez. Maybe he is the guy, maybe not. I don't really know. Uh, if I'm the Cardinals, maybe you start there. Yeah, for sure. The Cardinals would be smart to be open to any way to make their team better. And my opinion is if you're not going to use Carlos Martinez as a starter, uh, you try to get value for him before he completely loses it. Ashley says, Moscow mules are a perfect winter drink cold. I agree, Ashley. But we're going to do something fucked up to him. Uh, Andres Fanador, our good friend Andres, says the thing about 2020 is that every, no, uh, any, every central team has the same or similar question marks. Again, it really feels like 2020 will be just like 2019. I, I think that you're onto something there, Andres. Uh, Coach Housley. Hey, Coach Housley, I'm going to raise my glass to you. Thanks for being back in here. Would I be willing to trade Carlson and others for a year of bets? No. Again, if all I'm trading for is one guaranteed year of Moogie Bets, I'm not trading Dylan Carlson. I have a million and a half other outfielders. I have pitching options. I'm trading everyone but Dylan Carlson. I'm trading Nolan Gorman. I'm trading uh, Alaris Montero. You know, I, I'm, I'm trading Genesis Cabrera. I'd even be willing to trade Ryan Helsley. And you guys know I would not trade Ryan Helsley lightly. Uh, I would not trade Dylan Carlson. He's the one guy that I would not trade uh, from an organizational standpoint uh, because he's going to be cheap for a couple of years when you bring him up, but also because he's talented. It does not make any sense to trade Dylan Carlson. It does not make any sense for a team like the Cardinals who build the way they build and spend money the way that they spend money to trade Dylan Carlson. But yeah, I'd be willing to make any other deal uh, uh, imaginable. But you're talking about one year of a guy and a guy who you're probably not going to re-sign. So it doesn't make sense to trade what's easily your best hitting prospect uh, since J.D. Drew. Cheers to you, Kyle. Thanks for providing this uh, so my wife doesn't have to hear me complain. Hey, it's my pleasure. To you and your wife, my friend, I raise my glass of a hot buttered tequila. God, there's still a lot in there. Uh, only problem is that Bet's going to get paid big. Exactly. Like, he's not going to sign to the Cardinals for a discount. And if the Cardinals weren't willing to sign uh, Bryce Harper, they're not going to sign Mookie Betts. Uh, we should make Hot Dr. Pepper. Oh, God. That's a Rick and Morty skit. Uh, let's see. Why not just trade everyone for Trout? Trade everyone for Trout. Let's do it. Cole, Flaherty, Carlos, Michael Esueno is probably the best rotation in the NL and our best shot at a World Series. But again, Josh, if you think that the Cardinals are going to spend money on Garrett Cole in a market where Garrett Cole is going to make a lot of money going to the New York Yankees or the Boston Red Sox or a team that can afford to pay him, uh, we're all living in a fantasy world because that's just not what the Cardinals are going to do, especially not with another $165 or $175 million committed to next year's payroll. Do not expect a big free agent addition. And it hurts to say 
but that might actually be for the best as long as you're willing to allow the best players in the organization to play on an everyday basis. You know, if you're going to go in next year and you're going to say, all right, Harrison Bader's your everyday center fielder, and Tommy Edmond's going to play every day, and Matt Carpenter's going to play every day, uh, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. And Yadier Molina is going to play every day, although Yadier's been incredible since he's been healthy. But the Cardinals are better with having three of their best outfielders play, uh, regardless of Edmund, Bader, and Fowler, and also getting Kisner some time at catcher, because he's probably going to be your backup catcher unless it's Joe Hudson or some other no-name, so Yadi can play a 300-game straight. Uh, and also just using your best players. If you use your best players, you'll be fine. But they're not going to sign Cole. They're not going to sign Cole. Not unless they trade Carlos Martinez and Miles Michaelis and make some serious financial room because Garrett Cole is going to get paid as a free agent. Uh, Mookie Betts is the second best player in baseball. He's definitely a top five player in baseball. Everyone will argue who the top five are, I'm sure. So I'll just say he's a top five player in baseball. Top five hitter in baseball. Does Ozuna stay or is he still 158% gone? I still think he's gone. That's a qualifying offer. Uh, Marchain says, my friend is a Cardinal and Cowboys fan and is on suicide watch. Ashley, uh, my girlfriend, is a Cardinals and a Bears fan. And it sounds like a heart-wrenching day for her. But the thing about Ashley is she's amazing. So she's going to be great, and we're fine, and the Bears are going to win, and the Cardinals are going to win, and we're going to take it to Game 5. Uh, B-Sports2193, who I think is my friend Brendan. Uh, Brendan says, this is making me sad. No, no, Brendan, don't be sad. Don't be sad, friend. We're all happy here. This is a happy time. Uh, just touch yourself. Joe Madden to the Angels you like. I don't know if that actually happened. If it happened, holy cow. I just assumed that Joe Madden would end up going to San Diego, San Francisco. But if he goes to the Angels, good for him. And do I like it? I don't know. I imagine that Albert Pujols is too serious for someone like Joe Madden. I don't think he'd be able to get behind that. Uh, he's too professional for something like that. But other than that, I think that Joe Madden... Look, we hate Joe Madden because he was a Cubs manager, and we also hate him because he's super crazy. But I like Joe Madden because uh, he's super crazy. And uh, I think it's better for the Angels than any of their other managerial options over the last couple years. Uh, talent over contract, play your best options. I agree with that. It worked out, but going to Miller over Webb was dumb. Yeah, potentially. Uh, rookie contracts are BS, but it gives small market teams a chance to win. I agree. Uh, Webb got Freeman out twice already. Yeah, he's, he, look, Tyler Webb has been incredible. And also, Freeman might be nursing some injury. Madden is great. Should have replaced TLR. That would have been awesome. I really wish that would have happened. Uh, gotta go. Phone is about to die. Uh, let's win one tomorrow and get the call back. Give the call back to Flaherty. I agree, Days of Lore. Mark, I raise my glass to you, friend. To you. Real fast, I want to touch back on the, the rookie contracts being bullshit. Uh, I know what you're saying. To get the, give the ball back to Flaherty. Rookie contracts are bullshit. And yes, there is a positive to it because it gives small market teams a chance. Uh, it really gives small market teams a chance to compete. But look, baseball is a billion, a $10 billion industry. Those teams can afford to pay those guys a million dollars their rookie year instead of $550,000 or $650,000. They can afford to pay them $2 million, $3 million. Like, those good rookies like Dylan Carlson should make more than just league minimum. They should make way more than that, double that at the very least. Like, they can afford that. Every team can afford that, even the mid-market teams. Uh, that's my own thought about that. Seven years is insane, I agree. Uh, when will MLB force teams to pay their minor leaguers? It'll never happen. Look, the minor leaguers don't have representation. And because the minor leaguers don't have representation, uh, they don't have anyone fighting for them. And also, they're scared as a group to come out and talk pot negatively because they'll probably get blackballed because that's how Major League Baseball works. 
when will they get paid? It's going to be up to every organization to pay their team individual or their players individually. I don't see that happening not for a long time. What we need to what we need to rely on now is to take as someone was saying a second ago is to take the seven years or six years of control uh, away from a team, give them four maybe five years of control at the most. Uh, again, I'm about four years of control. Start arbitration early and get these kids paid when they hit the major so that they're not scrambling at the end of their career uh, to get whatever little bit of money they can scrape together. If the Cardinals lose, who are you pulling for? Well, the Tampa Bay Rays. And if not the Rays, and the National. Uh, because, look, I would pull for the Twins, but the Yankees are just cruising through the Twins. I can't imagine. So that's my thought. Look, I don't think the Rays beat the Astros. Uh, I'm, I love the Astros look. I, I hate to be that way. I hate to pull for the front runner, but the Astros are so damn good. I'd go for the Rays and then the Nationals. Uh, I like the Braves aside from beating the shit out of the Cardinals and being super racist with the tomahawk chop. Uh, but uh, other than that, like that's where I'm at. I, I like a lot of the teams. I'm not going to root for the Dodgers. I probably won't root for the Yankees. Uh, but honestly, I'd be rooting for a series to go as long as possible and be as entertaining as possible. Uh, is Carlson going to be ready, ready next year from S. Moore 15? Uh, I, look, I believe that by spring training next year, Dylan Carlson will be ready to be an everyday major leaguer. I don't think the Cardinals will do it, but again, I'm just projecting out on the slightest fucking idea. Uh, I think that by the time he's brought up to the majors, he's going to stick. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I don't think he's going to struggle like Harrison Bader did or Randall Grichik or even Steven Piscotty. Uh, I do think that you're talking about like a Steven Piscotty type impact for maybe a couple years before he eventually starts to like hit his peak. Remember, you're talking about a guy who's 20, going to be 21 years old. Uh, I think he'll adjust. I think he'll adjust fine. But if he's not a fucking all-star from the get-go, let's not all lose our goddamn minds. It's going to happen. Uh, let's see. No chance. Do you see Matheny as a manager next year for a team? Yeah, yeah. Whether if it's not the Royals, it'll be some team. There's a lot of managerial openings. But if you think it's going to be the Mets, you're out of your mind. Like, And if the Mets think it's going to be him, they're out of their mind. That's the worst possible place for Mike Matheny. Josh says, it's going to take several top guys talking about it and advocating to change things. I agree. Uh, Nationals beating LA 2-1 right now. I have it on, but I'm not paying any attention. The chop should have been retired years ago. I agree. Take your shirt off if Cardinals win game four and five. If Cardinals win game four and five, I will do a pad shirtless. I promise you. So happy Helsley spoke out, even if he was asked directly. Uh, so, again, it's not even that Ryan Helsley spoke out about it. It's that he did it so eloquently and so tastefully that deserves the credit. Like, he just said he was disappointed. And he had a very articulated point uh, when bringing it up. So, to Ryan Helsley, I raise my glass. Again, a consummate professional who probably should be a starter and should be more prevalent uh, within the Cardinals bullpen. I raise my glass. Well, we're out of that. Uh, let's see. 3-2 Dodgers in six. Oh, hey, it's 3-2. Jesus. You are in... Coach Hadley says, you are in charge. Who would you start in the Cardinals outfield next year? Again... I would enter spring training with a completely open competition. I would have no preconceived notions about who it should be. And I would let them win the job. I would let the top three win the job. Dexter Fowler, Harrison Bader, Lane Thomas, Randy Rosarena, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Justin Williams, Jose Adoles Garcia. They'd all get a chance to win the job. That's it. It's just that simple. And sure, spring training is not the proving grounds for something like that. That usually backfires. But I would still 
leave it to the best available. That's what I would do. I would not have any preconceived notions. Uh, and again, if Marcelo Zuna takes a qualifying offer, even with that at $18 million, I bring him to camp. And if he doesn't earn it, if he doesn't win it, then he doesn't win it. Oh, well. Good life, Sean says. Anything can happen in the postseason, but I like the pitching matchup tomorrow. I do too, Sean. Hey, Sean, again, you have to stay on to me about mailing you those beers. I promise I'll do it. You've got to stay on me about doing it. Uh, if you pick a time when Ashley's here, we'll actually do it because I lack so much motivation. Uh, let's see. Regarding the Helsley comment, someone told me the most telling comment. What if there was a team called the Rednecks? Yeah, but that's different because, like, Rednecks is like a geographical thing. To me, at least. Like, if you live in a boot hill somewhere, it doesn't matter what color you are or what your nationality is. Like, sure, you associate with, with white, but I am a construction worker. I know plenty of colored Rednecks. Like, of minority Rednecks. So I get what you're trying to say, but to me, a Redneck is something different. Like, I don't associate that with color. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone else would, and that that wouldn't change my opinion over the long run. Uh, but, look, the term redskin is derogatory. It's derogatory. Now, the tomahawk chop, I get it. I can understand the counter-argument to that. Uh, but redskin is a derogatory term. I, I don't know how you can argue it. You're talking about using a, a color to define pigment. Uh, it, it, in a very, very negative way. So it's a little different, but I get what you're saying. Like, if the rednecks were red, that would change that argument. Really need the Cardinals to advance, so my 250K bracket isn't killed. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, redneck is also derogatory, maybe not as literal, but still. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, like... For me, I'm a Hoosier. I say Hoosier a lot. I use the word Hoosier uh, as often as any human being can. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Look, here's the thing. is I'm not going to lie to you, and maybe this is the, the, the thing to take away from all of this, is I'm not smart enough to understand all of this. Here's what I know. is I hear the term Redskin, and I'm like, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. And I'm a pretty open-minded person. Uh, I'm also not a wolf crier or someone to defame and, like, defile someone for their beliefs, whether it be whatever it might be. I hear redneck and I think, eh, whatever. I hear Hoosier and I think, eh, whatever. And again, maybe it's the years put in that changed the conversation. I don't know. Uh, and maybe it's just public perception in general. But I think, I think the conversation is simple. You know, if, if we are meaning things in a derogatory way, then it's derogatory. You know, I, I I guess that's all, uh, oh, Kyle for life says, hey, uh, Poppy, hey, what's up? Kyle and alcohol 2020, y'all run for president. All right, anyways, I'm just muttering on and on. I don't have much thoughts. I'm kind of an idiot is really what I'm trying to say. Dale Murphy wants to name the Portland team, the Mavericks. He is involved with the team now. I had no idea. How do we make Schilt sexier? Uh, by getting him on Tyler O'Neill's workout routine would be my only, uh, uh, thing. All right, look, uh, I've got a little Oktoberfest left and some water. I am done with Prospects After Dark. It's been a late night. To all of my Prospects After Dark people, I raise my glass to you. You're fantastic. Look, tomorrow we have a Game 4. Wednesday we'll have a Game 5, potentially. Let's cheers to the Cardinals. To all of my birds on the black people, Stu Styles, who does the game recaps, Nicholas Childress, Cardinals gifts who I love with all my heart, Tara Wellman, 
and Alex Crisofoli who do chirps. Uh, Zach Gifford who's doing some writing for us. You got to be happy about that. Uh, uh, I know I am. Uh, that they're all amazing. The 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 birds on the black people are amazing. I love each and every one of them. To them, I raise my glass of October or can of Oktoberfest. Look, I'm too drunk to have any thoughts at all about social issues, and I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Uh, other than that, I just want people to be happy, and I don't want them to feel small as compared to the rest of society. And whatever that takes, I'm happy with. Uh, love you, Kyle. Great show again. Uh, to you guys, again, uh, Brian Hellman 3, uh, thank you so much. Uh, if you watch this, as always, you are uh, part of the resistance. Uh, I'm forever grateful for this. Look, we're going to do Pat a couple more times before the Cardinals find their way out of the postseason. Uh, I love each and every one of you. Uh, again, the, re the resistance is, so is strong. And as always, family, happy hunting.